A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. An argument arose among them as to which one of them was the greatest. But Jesus, aware of their inner thoughts, took a little child and put it by his side and said to them, whoever welcomes this child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. For the least among all of you is the greatest. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks to God. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost and born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Good evening. My name is Adrienne Cook. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the priest associate here at the cathedral. I welcome you who are here with us in person and those who are here with us online. If you are here with us in person, I invite you to have some pasta with me after because that's what's going to be served out there in the, in the piazza. So I hope you'll join us. Pasta, meatballs, and some salad and a few other things. So I invite you to come and enjoy that meal with other people from this service, and also to um, come to the Enneagram class if you'd like to learn more about what that word means. You can find out in one of the conference rooms today. Thank you, uh, Trinity Cathedral Choir and Matthew Yaroshevitz for leading us tonight in worship. Uh, for those of you who <clears throat> know me, you may have noticed my voice has dropped a register this week, and that's because I have a kindergartner. Um, and apart from germs. Some of you may have heard me talk about this before. One of the things I have learned about being the mother of a kindergartner is just how important being the line leader is. That is the main thing for kindergartners. So imagine with me Mrs. S with her uh, waist-high purple slacks and her thick horn rim glasses, hawk-eyed, glaring at that line on the floor 
made of blue tape that Bobby Miller's big toe is touching, even though it may be unobtrusively underneath his squeaky neon sneakers. And out of nowhere, Susan Johnston's arm extends, right, to shield Bobby from the teacher's glare, nudging him back behind the line. She then takes her rightful place at the front of the pack, because line leaders are really important in kindergarten. The goal, my son tells me, is to be first, right? All the boys, apparently, right now are at the back of the line because they've been fighting about it. Being first, it comes with risks, the risk of loss. You might lose a friend or two. You may not be tagged, uh, uh, picked for tag at recess. And it may even mean an occasional bladder infection for holding it a little too long after snack time. I've heard that I don't have to go as a common line leader retort. But is it worth all that personal sacrifice? Is it worth it to be first? In kindergarten, we're so sure that it is. But then what do we do with Jesus' words today in Luke when he tells us that the one who is greatest among you is going to be the least? That the one who's at the end of the line is greater than the line leader? Thankfully, we have two examples today to help us understand how this sort of reverse line leading might look in the kingdom of heaven. Today, we honor Herman of Alaska, the first saint to ever be canonized by the Orthodox Church in America. Herman was born in Russia, and he was a monk for more than 20 years in his home country, having entered the hermitage at age 16, but he was never ordained there, and he was actually never ordained uh, as a priest throughout his life. And the Orthodox accounts of him claim that Father Herman refused ordination so that he could remain a simple monk and that he could live mostly in solitude as a hermit. So he was only allowed to attend liturgies of the monastery on holy days with all the other pilgrims. So at age 37, he leaves the monastery to go do missionary work in Alaska, so that's after 20 years there, where he's best known for his advocacy work defending the native Aleuts, the island people who became politically divided between Russian administration and this newly forming, the newly forming territories of the U.S. So Herman defended the native people against these oppressive colonial impulses from both Russia and these newly arriving European colonists. And this gospel passage about who's first and who's last seems especially apt to honor Herman's ministry because of his preferential treatment of the Alouette children. So though Anglican and Eastern Orthodox accounts of his life often differ, there's this one thing that they agree on. Herman was renowned for his gentleness and kindness toward children. Both accounts say that he regularly baked treats for them, that they flocked to him. Herman created a school for orphaned children where he provided them with food and clothing and books. And his private journals reveal that the scripture passages that he most commonly used as he would pray privately were the ones that were about children, about meeting God in the little ones. 
So Jesus and Herman both taught that children can teach us what it looks like to be the greatest. And I don't think he meant those kindergarten arguments over line leading. I think that the simple learning that we have here is that children are just so easy to forget. It's easy in this day and age to look at our phones or to gloss over when children speak to us or to dismiss what they say rather than engage with their concerns, no matter how small those concerns may seem to us. The greatest among you is the one who welcomes the least among you. That's what Jesus says. And I think that's what we learn from Herman's life. So tonight, I, consider you, I ask you to consider in your life who might be perceived as the least, the little one in the back of the line in your life right now. Could be a child, could be someone in your work or your family or social circles. What would welcoming that little one to a new place in the line look like? How might that change the situation or the relationships in that community? How would it change you or them? Might a simple position change have something to teach you about the topsy-turvy value system of the kingdom of God where the line leaders lead from the opposite position than they do here in this world? Those currently at the back of the line are the ones Scripture says just might lead us straight to God.
Almighty God, Heavenly Father, you have blessed us with the joy and care of children. Give us calm strength and patient wisdom as we bring them up, that we may teach them to love whatever is just and true and good, following the examples of Herman of Alaska and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please join me in the closing prayer, a thanksgiving from the New Zealand prayer book, prayer number four in your bulletin. Dear God, thank you for all that is good, for our creation and our humanity, for the stewardship you have given us of this planet, for the gifts of life and of one another, for your love which is unbounded and eternal. O most holy and beloved, our companion, our guide upon the way, our bright evening star. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. May God bless you and keep you. May the light of the Holy Spirit shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the face of Christ turn towards you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.